Hey, running friends. Welcome to the Wrinkled Runner podcast. I'm Sherry, the Wrinkled Runner. I'm over 50 and I love to run wherever I go, but Buffalo, New York is my home. If you are looking to start to run or you're an older runner, this podcast is especially for you, so subscribe now. I love to help people get running and keep running. Let's talk about safety today on the Wrinkled Runner podcast. How do you feel when you go on a run? Are you ever nervous? As a runner, I have to think about safety on every run. Most of the time I run with my husband, so I'm more concerned with safety from like an environmental perspective, not getting hit by a car or, you know, tripping over a curb or whatever than I am about being attacked. But as a female runner, unfortunately, there are things to keep in mind when I'm running alone. I have seen some posts and memes that make a point of saying that we shouldn't be the ones that have to think about those things. And the people who are the attackers are the ones that need to learn. And that is absolutely true. No one deserves or is asking to be attacked at any time, no matter what someone is wearing, where someone is running, or whatever the circumstance, the blame for attacks falls squarely on the attacker. And it's horrible that we do have to think about carrying something or thinking about how to defend ourselves when we're just trying to get our run in. Unfortunately for everyone, though, we do have to think about those things. When I'm running with my husband, which is usually before the sun comes up, there are times that I'll say to him, you know, I wouldn't run here if you weren't with me. And it's something that he almost rarely has to think about. When I do run alone, I do follow some safety precautions. And one thing that I like to do that I can't when I'm running with him is listen to music or podcasts on the run. And the louder it is, the less I pay attention to my surroundings. So I do keep the volume down so that I can hear what's going on around me. I keep to main roads that are well lit and there are people about and I live in the city. So for me, that's pretty easy to find the, the main roads and people are driving to work and things like that, that, um, that there's lighting and people and people walking their dogs and, and that kind of thing. A tip that a lot of runners talk about in staying safe is changing up your running route. Now, I don't have to worry about that too much because I like variety and since I don't have any time issues, it doesn't matter if I have a particular mileage to run and I finish it far from home. Now, mind you, that's a big pain in the butt to finish far from home and there have been times when I've had to walk miles to get back home after a run is finished because I really wasn't paying attention to, you know, the out and back or whatever. Uh, So I don't recommend that you finish far from home. But if I end up a few miles from home because I tried a different route, for me, that's okay. Now, Dave, on the other hand, is usually crunched for time before having to head to work. So we tend to stick to the same routes depending on the mileage because he knows he can get them in without getting lost or ending up far from home. Like if we know we have a four miler, we know what the four mile route is. He's also very routine driven. So he would run the same routes every day forever if if I wasn't with him to say, hey, let's go down the street for a change. If you're the same as he is and you like the routine and you do the same thing all the time, just keep in mind that there could be people that are taking note as well. If you go out of your house and you turn left every time or if you run on the same bike path every day at the same time, change it up. Run that route backwards or have a few different routes in your back pocket. Don't be habitual because that means you are trackable. And if you have a Garmin, 
you are able to actually find roots with the mileage that you need. So I'm going to link you down below to some tutorials that I've done where you can make up your route before you leave the house or um, on your Garmin. It can give you different routes that you need that you can do close to your house that will give you the mileage that you need. You can also use Google Maps to measure out a run as well. And I'll also link you to that tutorial if you don't have a Garmin. If you live or run in an area that you feel unsafe, consider taking some kind of self-defense with you. There are whistles and sprays and other things that are touted for safety, and you can consider all of those when going out for a run, and some of them are small enough that you can just have it in your pocket. And please take your dang phone. For some reason, it is a thing that some runners think you're not a quote-unquote real runner if you take your phone with you. They're usually the same people who say the same if you listen to headphones, that you're not a real runner if you listen to music. And I mean, if you're running, you're a runner. And that's just a fact. So having your phone with you can hardly negate that you're running. Just like making dinner with a recipe doesn't mean you're not cooking. You obviously are. I'm not sure when or where this got started, but I actually saw a thread on Twitter where people were arguing about whether runners should have their phones with them. I am here to tell you, yes, have a form of communication with you. It's not just handy to call for help if you need it from law enforcement, but what if you get hit by a car or there's another medical emergency? The number of runners that talk about hit and runs seem to be much more than those who say that the driver stopped to help them. If it's dark and you live somewhere that there aren't a ton of people about, what are you going to do if you get hit? Various apps and running watches have the ability to track you, and you can set up emergency contacts as well. Find out what you need to have to use those capabilities with phones and watches and apps and have them activated. If you're not back when you should be from a run, those trackers can help locate you. Next step, dealing with drivers. Now, I swear people going to work are zombies. Even here in a city where there are people everywhere, Drivers fly through red lights, make rights on red like there couldn't possibly be a pedestrian, and roll through stop signs never seeing us. Before you cross a street, even if a car is stopped at a light or stop sign, make eye contact before you go across. And if those people wave you on, just go. Don't get into the waving game where they wave you on and then you wave them on and then they wave you on and then you wave them on because eventually one of you is going to give in and you're going to go and that usually ends up being both of you at the same time and you're not going to win if a car hits you. So if somebody waves you on, just go. My general driver rule is to always assume that they're going to do the wrong thing. A few weeks ago, I was on a run and I had a walking man across the street and a guy made a left and he wagged his finger at me as he passed in front of me while I was in the middle of the street, acting like I was definitely in the wrong and that he had the right of way. Now, if I had a rock and good aim, I probably would have thrown it at his car. It is infuriating to me when I know I'm doing the right thing and someone acts like a jerk. I've also been screamed at, had an orange thrown at me for some weird reason, and, and I've had cars and once even a white windowless van, of all things, park a little ahead of me, and then when I pass by, they start back up, and then they park a little bit ahead of me again. Now, I have no idea if that had anything to do with me or not, but it did shake me up quite a bit. 
There's also this weird thing where a driver will put his turn signal on, wait for me to stop to let them go and turn and then laugh like they are the funniest person in the world as they keep going straight. It has happened so many times. It is ridiculous. And I think these people actually think that they're being unique in this little trick. But for some reason, it seems to be a thing. And a lot of times it only happens when I'm running by myself. And I don't, I can't remember if it's ever happened when my husband's been with me. Now, if you have to run in the street, run with the drivers facing you so that you can see what's coming. And please use the sidewalks if you're able. Now, unfortunately, here in Buffalo, in the winter, it seems like 80% of the people do not shovel. So we are in and out of the street through our whole run. But we always face traffic and we get ready to jump onto a lawn if need be. Don't cross in the middle of the street, especially on icy roads. That is a car sliding into you when they panic brake at the sight of you just waiting to happen. Go to a crosswalk or a light. Drivers, I think, pay marginally more attention unless they're going to just drive through the red light. <laughs> but, I mean, with with drivers, it has really gotten to the point where I figure that if someone is full stopping, looking around, and giving me the right of way, they must be a fellow runner, <laughs> which... I know all this negative talk about drivers is making some sweeping generalizations, but I've been running long enough to see dangerous patterns. I know that Dave and I are better, more aware drivers because we are runners. Another safety issue for those of us who run are dogs, both on and off leash. Now, I love dogs. We had them as the kids were growing up, and we have four lovely grand dogs now that we love and that we babysit whenever we can. But a startled dog can bite no matter how gently they are under normal circumstances. So we give an on your left or right to all walkers. And for dogs that I know aren't aware of us, I will actually stop and I will walk around as far as I can so I don't scare him or his person. And, it, you know, if they happen to be off leash, they could, you know, they see a runner sometimes and they just want to run. When you say on your left or right like a cyclist, a lot of walkers aren't going to hear you because a lot of them are out getting exercise and they have earbuds in, but we're getting in the habit of doing it anyway just so that those who can hear us aren't as startled when we run by. When my daughter lived in Antigua and I would go for a run, I would encounter many loose dogs. They're like squirrels on the island, and most of them were friendly, and they'd follow me for a mile or two on the run even. And some people had guard dogs, though, that would sleep under the cars outside of the gates of the home. And I've been chased a few times, so I've learned to, A, take note of those roads and don't run down them, and slow down and walk if I hear a dog barking or there's one that is not aware of me. I once had a street dog follow me near one of the resorts uh, in Antigua and was yelled at by two different people and they were telling me to mind my dog and then I had to explain that this was not my dog and if they don't like dogs around them, they should probably stick to the resorts and not walk around. For general safety, we have a lighted vest for our early morning runs. The blinking light is great for grabbing a driver's attention as well as other runners. Since Buffalo has a lot of street lights, we don't really need an additional light uh, to light our way for the sidewalk. But I've learned in South Carolina, where my daughter now lives, street lights are few and far between in her area. So we quite literally cannot see in front of us. So I needed a vest down there that had a bright light to light our way in addition to the lights for us to be seen. 
Be careful of snowy ice, rain, or even leaves on the ground. Make sure that your footing is sure and slow down in these conditions. The motion of running can land you on your butt if you slip far quicker than if you're just walking. And take it from me, what looks like an eighth of an inch of icy water on corners could very well be ankle deep, so just be careful. There are many other hazards that I could talk about. People on bikes riding on the sidewalk, for example. You know, no one can ever be 100% guaranteed that nothing is going to happen on a run, which is why I say take your phone. But a bit of preparedness and thinking ahead can guide us to the safest run we can possibly have. This week's running resource is roadid.com. This site sells ID tags with your information and a link for first responders to be able to have access to a file that has your particulars on it, like blood type, medical conditions, your doctor's name and number, and more information as well. This is great to have in case of a road emergency where acting quickly may mean life or death. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know another runner who could benefit from today's topic, go ahead and share it. Do you have any running questions? You can ask me. Email me at sherry at wrinkledrunner.com, and if I can't answer your question, I will do the research to find the answer and share it with you. The questions I get from listeners like you help me develop episodes, so please don't be shy. You can sign up for my once-a-month newsletter using the link provided so that you can have all the Wrinkled Runner resources from the past month all in one place. I also have opened up my virtual coaching in addition to coaching one-on-one with those in the Buffalo, New York area. So head to my coaching page on the Wrinkled Runner website, which I will, of course, link to, and check out how we may be able to work together. Until next Monday, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the run.